Well, hello, hello, my friends. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, and I am your host, S. Anthony Thomas. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. And why am I doing well? Because there's a whole lot more of you listening to this crap. And I want to thank you very, very, very much to the new people. Thank you for coming along. I appreciate you giving the show a try, and I'm glad that you liked it and you decided to stay. For the people that have been listening to me since the show began, I want to say thank you very much for sticking with me, you weird bastards. I love you. And you know what? New people, I love you too. And I'm going to love you as much as I love the old bastards when you new bastards become old bastards. And to future bastards who listen to the show, I love you even though you don't exist at the time of this recording. As, a, as part of the audience I don't care As soon as you jump on I'm gonna dig you Cause I dig all of my Good old fashioned listening bastards Much love to all of you And I wanna say You know before I start the show I know what you're thinking I'm probably going S Machine We were watching the BET Awards last night And you weren't there Why is that? And I'm gonna tell you the reason I wasn't there because of my incredible charisma, overwhelming talent, overwhelming good looks and incredibleness, everybody else in the industry was jealous. They were afraid if I showed up at a show like that, even though everyone else is there, they'd get blown away by my overwhelmingness. And they said, keep him out. We're all collectively jealous of his incredibleness. And then I said, listen, guys, it's not up to you. I'll show up if I want to. And I was going to go and show up. And then I saw a live feed of everybody else crying like, oh, no one's going to notice us if he's here. And I said, you know what, S, don't go to the BET Awards because, damn it, it's not about you, even though it should be. It's about everyone else getting their shine and getting that love for whatever they do, even though whatever they do is not as incredible as the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring S. Anthony Thomas. So I decided to stay away and let everybody else get the love they deserve, even though they don't deserve as much love as me, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's delusional who's who's what you're delusional how dare you oh all right i i wasn't invited to the bet awards okay you made me say it all right i mean the way i was saying it it made me look better and you you guys always make me tell the truth and now i have to tell you that i, I wasn't invited to the i wasn't invited to the bet awards i'm not famous yet so they don't even know who I am. But I don't care if they don't know who I am. You do. And that's all that matters to me. Because you bastards are the coolest people on the planet. I can't say country anymore because at one point it was just the United States where my, my audience is. But now that there's more of you around in different countries, I say now because I got several countries of people listening to this crap that the, you people are the coolest people on the planet. That's right. Much love to every single one of you in the past who've been listening to me, to the present that are listening to me now, and you people in the future who haven't started listening to the podcast yet. Thank you. Are you guys ready for number 169 yet? I know I am. Ha <laughs> ha. Roll the theme song now. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And what I want to talk about is filters. And I know what you're thinking. You're going, S Machine, what the hell are you talking about? Which is usually the response to most things I say. <laughs> but I was I was watching a, a friend of mine at, at their house. They had a filter in their um I forgot what the filter. I think it was in the, the air conditioning duct or whatever, the air vent or whatever. And what it was was a lot of times when you have those things, those filters, they're they're made out of paper and they get dirty. Then you throw them away. Then you get another one. But they had a filter. I forgot what it was in, but it was a filter in something in their house that they take the filter out. There was it was reusable. So that you literally just took the filter out of whatever that crap was. You take it in the backyard. You turn on the hose. You hose the gunk off and then you put the filter back in. 
And that was interesting. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, if you really think about it, when you get older, you kind of get a filter, don't you? You know, when you're young, you don't really have you don't have a filter at all. Like if you don't have a filter in your air, your uh, your central air, it messes up the house. Everybody's breathing in crap. The thing gets clogged. It breaks up. But if you put a filter in, it catches a lot of the crap and you can throw it away and you get rid of it. And it never affects the house. All of that crap gets caught there and you throw it away. When you're young, you don't have the filter. And I was thinking about that because I saw some friends of mine that were complaining because the children have gotten older, man. The children, my child, he's, he's getting old. He doesn't want to hang out with me anymore, man. I don't have... <laughs> and I've never been a parent, but I've had charge of children for long periods of time before. And I got news for you. Kids stop being cute at, really, they stop being cute as soon as they hit double digits. But they have residual cuteness for a couple of years, maybe three years right before they turn 13 it's because as soon as they turn into teenagers you sir are an idiot why because you're older than them and you're so much older than them you're a dope if you're a little older than them you're cool but if you're a lot older than them you're a moron yes get all the sex information from your 15 year old friend who has not had sex yet don't get your information from your older relative who has a job children a car insurance and has had sex thousands of times no don't get information from that person no 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 don't get your medical information from a doctor someone who's gone through the, the training and had the scientific method of of finding out what works and what doesn't over the course of hundreds of years. No, don't go to them. Go to your 15 year old friend who read something on the internet. Yes. Because they don't have the filter that the old person has. The older person has the filter. You can see, I remember I was in a car with a, with a younger relative. I'm driving, I'm driving her from school to my house. And we're going. And I said, I said, no, I said, you know what, doll? Why this? There's going to be a green car. that's going to come up behind us on the right side. He's going to cut in front of us and he's going to make a left turn at the corner up there. And she thought I was kidding. And what happened? That's exactly what happened. Green car sped past us, cut in front of me and made a left turn in the corner. Oh my God, how did you know that? Now, how did I know that? Because as I was driving, I could see in the rearview mirror a green car driving erratically at a point in the block where all the turns were right turns, and he kept dipping into the block and realizing was a le- uh, 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 he wanted to make a left, but it only was was one way in the opposite direction. He went to the next block, he couldn't make a left. The next block couldn't make a left because for whatever reason, the city planners had all of those streets, three or four blocks in a row, all going right when he needed to go left. So I knew he needed to make a left turn. I could see that. By looking at the rearview mirror. Also, he was driving like an idiot. So I knew since this block coming up was the first block where you could actually turn left. This erratic driver who was driving too fast would cut in front of us and make the left turn, which is exactly what he did. How did I know that? Because I've been driving longer than this child's been alive. (laughs) I know things. As an older person that a younger person won't know, they wouldn't have been able to pick that up. The filter wouldn't have caught that. They would have just looked in the rearview mirror, saw someone driving crazy and went back to talking about what Nicki Minaj did in her last video. And then that car would have cut in front of him and then they would have crashed into it. Why filter me filter her? No. Right. And it's really weird, man. Everyone has that filter as you get older and you get more filters and more filters and more filters. Now, I want to leave the filter thing alone for a minute and just talk about parents who get upset when their kids grow up a little bit. Oh, my son, he's not, he's, 30, he's 14 now, he's 60 now, and he doesn't want to hang out with his old dad. And he's 59, he doesn't want to hang out with us anymore. And I'm saying, guess what? When they're that age, you don't want to hang out with them because they're huge pains in the ass. You wanted to hang out with them when they were younger because they were cute. They thought you were cool. They thought you were superheroes. Well, guess what? They don't think that anymore. They think you're dumb and old. You should be more like me. I know what you're going to say. S, you're not a parent. S, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about, damn it. I say 
enjoy the fact that they don't like you and use it against them. That's right. When you tell your kid, stay away from those kids, you're going to get in trouble. And then he winds up getting his ass whipped because he hung out with kids who are prone to whipping ass. And you told him not to hang out with the kid. And he comes in, Dad, and he's crying and he got your ass whipped, didn't you? Yeah. And I told you not to hang out with those kids. Yeah. And he's never going to learn because you know how they do the same dumb crap over and over again. Well, I say you need to mark that first lesson and let them know what you mean. The next time your kid gets his ass whipped when you told him to stop hanging around kids who are prone to ass whipping, I want you to walk over to the person that whipped his ass when the inevitable meeting at school comes and he's going to go, Dad, what are you doing? I'm going to go over to that boy that kicked your ass and he's going to look at the boy like, yeah, my dad's going to give you the riot act. And then I want you to hand a $10 bill to the kid that kicked your kid's ass. And your kid's going to look at you like, Dad, what are you doing? And then you walk back over to your kid and say, yeah, I gave him 10 bucks. And he's going to go, Dad, why'd you give him 10 bucks? And then you say, no, I actually gave him 20 bucks. I gave him 10 bucks to see if you wanted to fight. And I gave him another 10 bucks if he kicked the crap out of you. And it was money well spent, you dumb bastard. So what? Are and he's going to be freaked out for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's right. Now, it may not help him in the long run but it'll be fun to watch him looking at you across the dinner table you can't believe you paid a kid ten dollars twenty dollars a kick my ass and they say listen punk i make eighty four thousand dollars a year as an architect i can pay your whole class to kick the crap out of you so shut up and eat your brussels sprouts punk and he's going to go, Dad, it's Brussels sprouts. And you're going to go, ha ha. And you're going to flash a 20 in front of his hand, in front of his face. Walk out of the room with your cell phone and go, yeah, enjoy tomorrow at school, jackass. Yeah, that's right. OK, don't do that. That would be bad. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I'll, I'll stop being stupid and go back to the filter thing. It's like. <laughs> It's like the filters is it, like it's when you get older, you get you get more and more filters and you can catch things. And I really wish we actually paid more attention to the things that the filter actually catches. It's like the filter is kind of your subconscious in a way. It sees things that you're not paying attention to. You know, like when you're driving down the street and you catch something out the corner of your eye, you're not really aware that you caught it. But something says hit the brakes. And you, you listen to it in these instances. You hit the brakes and then a basketball comes flying out in the street and a five-year-old and her, sus her sister comes out and you hear the pen, we're Megan, Susan. And you realize out the corner of your eye, the filter that's in your brain caught, the little basketball caught the kids and said to I'm going to have to make him stop this damn car because he's going to kill some kids. You didn't notice it, but I wish we could were more aware of that thing, that filter that catches things. Ever been in a really horrible relationship and you just know there's something wrong here? You know there's something wrong. You wish you had that filter. You wish you paid attention to the filter that's catching those things. You wish you paid attention. There's been a couple of relationships where I wished I paid attention to the filter, but I didn't. Dating a girl, you, you, you show up at a house. You know, normally it was not a big deal when you would show up randomly at a house. You showed up, you, you showed up, you gave her a kiss on the cheek and said, listen, I, I just want to let you know I was thinking about you. And then you go about your way. You didn't come over to try to get some action. You would have taken the action if she allowed it, but you didn't come over for that. You drop over, maybe you give her some flowers. You're not trying to be controlling. You literally were going past the house and you figured you want to say, I want to say something nice to the person I care about. And this person loves it. You ring the doorbell. She opens the door. She sees your face and she's lights up because she knows she's going to get a kiss on the cheek. She may get some flowers. You may have her a love note. You may some, say some wonderful things. You may go upstairs and bang the crap out of each other. Whatever it is, it's going to be a positive thing. And she looks forward to your visits. So there's nothing for the filter to catch. The filter's clean. There's no gunk on it. But then one day you show up. And you went in the kiss on the cheek kind of annoys her. And it's a little gunk on the filter. But it doesn't clog the filter. It's a little gunk. No big deal. Not even enough for you to take the filter out in the backyard and hose it off. No reason for that. You come by with some flowers a couple of weeks later. She used to love that crap. Now she's like, yeah, put them on the table. 
okay, um, I got to go now. She tells, she tries, she gives you the bum rush out, even though you were only going to stay for five minutes. And she knows you only stayed there for five minutes. So tell her she's awesome and tell her what's happening real quick and go about your business and maybe tell her when you're going to come back or try to set up the next date. A little more gunks on the filter now. Not enough for you to take it outside and hose it off. Not enough to clog it. But it's there. Then you come back and you know you see a car there and you knock on it, you ring the bell and nothing happens. And nothing happens and nothing happens and you leave. And then it gets to the point where she's never there when you stop when you stop by, but the car's there. And now the filter's starting to get a little clogged. But you don't pay attention to it. And then one day you pull up. And this time it's not a day you normally would have stopped by. In fact, you weren't even going to stop by. You were just driving by and you see a guy on the porch with your wife. Well, not wife, but girlfriend, wife, whatever. Well, girlfriend in this scenario, obviously, because you would be living in the house with her with your wife. And you see her kiss the guy. Clogged. Because she didn't kiss him like she was. That was her brother. Also, she doesn't have any brothers. And now you know why she doesn't want you stopping by anymore. Because she had already decided to get rid of your punk ass. She had already. And then you realize you go back and you go, oh, man, I didn't even realize all this gunk on the filter. You know, she wasn't getting it on with you as much anymore. Every once in a while, she, you know, she'd get it on with you, but not enough. She was hanging. She didn't want to be around you anymore. She did that. All these things. And it's clogged now because you know it's over with. Now, don't you wish you would have started to notice the gunk on the filter in the beginning? See, I'm the kind of person, as soon as I see gunk on the filter, especially if it's the kind of filter that, I, that you can reuse, I take it out and wash it off immediately. No need to wait until it gets all clogged up. Oh, no. See, I wouldn't be in that scenario. Now, what I described was a scenario of somebody, something that happened to somebody I know. And uh, I had to be on the other end of the phone listening to him whine like a punk. And another thing, man. I said, dude, didn't, wasn't she like blowing you off for weeks? You know, you were complaining that you weren't being, you weren't getting it on. You weren't intimate at all. You know, you're both at the time young people. We're both young. But we're all young at the time. And she's not getting it on with you. What 20 something doesn't want to get it on when they have a, a relationship? None. You know, you stop. She probably, you know, she, you stop by. She was OK with it. And all of a sudden she starts blowing you off. And then you drive by one day and she's slopping. She's licking the back of some other dude's teeth with, his, with her hand down his ass on the porch of her house or her apartment rather. There were signs, weren't there? You didn't check that filter at all, did you? <laughs> it's like in a house. Leave that filter in your air conditioner for all and just don't take it out. You can have a house fire. You can have a, the system just explode. You can have it explode with bacteria and poison everybody. All sorts of bad things can happen. And in this case, it was a house fire. And the house, their relationship, burned to the ground. You should have checked the filter and said, this thing is messed up. I don't need to do, I need to, need to, I need to fix this thing. Because sometimes when you put a filter in there and it catches so much crap and it gets dirty too fast and you realize that the mechanism is broken and you have to replace the heater. And she was a heater that needed to be replacing, replaced because the filter was getting dirty fast. <laughs> but he never checked it. You know. Then you get older. You get the filters and the filters catch everything. The downside of getting older and having filters that catch everything is much like a filter. And say for, say for the sake of argument, you have a, uh, uh, you know, those juicers, those juicers, you know, you put the fruit in and they put the skin in and get the nutrients and all of that kind of stuff. And some of them chop it up and you get every bit of the nutrients and the antioxidants and all the good stuff. And you drink it and you feel better and healthy and all that greatness. And some of them take everything out you, you, you taste the apple but you don't get the you don't get the fiber you don't get you know what i mean it's like when you boil sometimes you boil vegetables too long and you take the vegetables out of the water and all the good stuff you want from the vegetables is actually in the damn water and you're eating the potato and you're eating the vegetables and you're eating all of this kind of stuff but all the stuff you're eating the vegetables for is in the damn water so basically you're not even doing anything <laughs> you're kind of wasting your time When you get older, sometimes you get too many filters. And when you get too many filters, you keep nutrients out and don't let anything 
in. You can see that when you watch politics now. Everybody is so ingrained in their their, uh, their ideology. Everybody is so busy with their thought patterns and they're, they're, they're so staunch this and staunch that. You know what I'm staunch? I'm staunch best information available. I want that. You know, if you give me good information and I can look at it and, and use the scientific method on the information and your information is provable and repeatable, I'm going to take that. I'm not going to lie. I don't care what you say, damn it. I don't care what all the facts say, damn it. I believe this and that's it. And I say this because I heard uh, an older person that I know talking to a young teen. And what they said was basically, you know, I know the whole Supreme Court thing, man. I'll know that. But it's like, you know, I don't I mean, I don't I mean, I, just, I, I know that there are gay people there, but I don't agree with it. I didn't mean agree with it. That's the first thing I was thinking. Like, you don't have to agree with it. It's not like they, you know, these two people are going, excuse me, we're about to get it on. Um, I don't agree with that. Oh, well, now since you don't agree with it, but let's not, hey, let's end our relationship. This random person that doesn't have any effect on our life and we don't have any effect on our life doesn't agree with it. So let's stop. No. And then they brought out the old Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve thing. And I'm going, God, that, that mean, really? Because that person seemed very reasonable on many things so much so that I would if I was walking by that person's house I would stop and talk with him sometimes you know an older person and sometimes you know sometimes an older person just wants to talk you know and I, I wouldn't talk to this person as long as I would talk to my mom or, or my dad or something but, uh, but you know just give them five ten minutes because they, you know, they, they there's always some wisdom there or there's usually some wisdom there and he did the Adam and Eve Adam and Steve was like oh god you're not saying that stupid crap well the Bible says the Bible says a lot of stuff do you eat shellfish? Did you kill your kids because they back talk to you? Did, did you know that if you, according to the book you're talking about, rapists get to keep the women they rape? All sorts of weird things that happen because the book is from a long time ago. You don't apply those, do you? Do you work on Sunday? Yes, you do. Well, so basically you're picking and choosing the things from the book you're using to allegedly using to base your life on. You're picking and choosing which ones to abide by, which ones to live your life by. So why do you pick and choose? Why do you choose one which probably, which quite frankly, isn't really in there? You made that part up, but let's just say it was for the sake of argument. Why are you choosing that one? Why are you choosing the one that makes you hate and discriminate against someone else just because they're not like you? That doesn't make any sense. I'm assuming that the average person is pretty intelligent. I assume that because I see the evidence of the intelligence of the average person. But you don't have to do that. Why would you choose to hate somebody? Also, you're an old black person. I'm not equating homosexuality with what the people from my specific ethnicity have gone through over the years. I understand that. But the whole part, the discriminate being dis discriminating against persons, people, just that part of it alone. You know what I mean? If somebody if I'm in a tsunami and I see you drowning in a pool. I'm not going to say, well, the tsunami was worse. So fuck the person drowning. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to help you get out of the water. Maybe I don't want to get my clothes wet. Okay, I'll put the stick out. You grab the stick. I'll drag your ass to the edge where you can get yourself out. But I'm not going to look at you and go, well, you're drowning in that pool. It's not as I was in a tsunami. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were treated worse. I get it. But it doesn't mean we get to discriminate against other people because we're different. All the information that came has been coming over the course of years. All the information, all the gay people that are living around you never had any effect on your life at all. Never done anything bad to you. There has not been a marauding groups of gay people walking through the city, whooping people's asses. They've done nothing to anybody. And the only time they were actually aggressive and going after people and protesting is when people had already done shit to them or ignored when bad things happen to them. The same thing any group does when the larger group ignores their pain and they want to get attention because the attention is the thing that begins the process of healing. It begins the process of solving the problem that's devastating to them. That happens all the time. 
But for the most part, let's be honest, gay people ain't doing anything bad to anybody. All they're doing is living their lives just like everybody else. And oh, yes, they just happen to have sex with people from the same sex. But what does that have to do with you? And when I said this to this person, this person was a little different. This person's filter allowed that information to go through. But this person, in, in many cases, is kind of an aberration when it comes to people that are locked in on their ideas. Because you'll say the same thing to other people and they will they will do the adult equivalent of na 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 la 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 my fingers are in my ears. You don't have to choose to do that. If you got a filter, let good shit in. If you're going to use the filter as as an older person, filter out all the bad stuff. And one of the bad things you can use that filter to stop, one of the things that you can make that filter not allow to go through is hatred of people that are not like you. As an older person, that's one of the filters that should be effective. It should not block out good information that tells you not to do that. Fortunately for me, when I talked to this cat, he was able to take that filter, put it in the backyard and rinse the gunk off called hating people that don't look like that don't uh, have the same sexual orientation that I do. It's pretty cool. I just wish that everybody else, a lot of other people would do that. And I know a lot of people don't have those feelings, but there's a lot of people that do. And it would be pretty cool if they would take that filter and pull it out and rinse that shit off of the filter. There's a lot of things we should rinse off of filters, you know, not just that kind of thing. Something as serious that is that. But, you know, sometimes people want to tell you something and you, you don't want to listen to it. You don't want to let it in. Let the information in. Let it in. You never know when you can learn something from somebody. You never know when somebody just wants you to hear them. Sometimes people just want want people to hear what they're saying. You know, they just want to be heard. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know. We can't all be podcasting geniuses with an audience of cool bastards like me. We can't all be that. Right? (laughs) And before I end this segment, I just want to say thank you for allowing me through your filter. (laughs) Segment over. Okay, guys, I want to talk to you about something pretty cool here. You know, sometimes bad things, people do things that that are a-hole-ish. And then they get their come up, it's bad, and, and they get caught, and you get the joy of actually getting to see them get caught, and it is the best thing in the world. Oh, it's just so good. I'm going to tell you about a couple of them, but I want to talk to you first about something that happened recently. You ever have, you ever see a sitcom and you see a plot line in a sitcom that's so stupid and ridiculously implausible that you can't even take it seriously to the point where literally the show, the episode is on four seconds and you literally know what's going to happen for the entirety of the the show because of how stupid the plot is. I was watching this really old sitcom. I think they only made three of them. It was one of those cable shows, specials where they show old shows that didn't make it past three episodes or some crap like that. And they go into this place and the people speak a specific language and they don't know that the lady that they're talking about or the guy that they're talking about has at least a rudimentary knowledge of the language and can and can kind of understand what they're saying and they don't realize that they were insulting a person that knows what they're saying oh it's so stupid in sitcoms and it's so stupid and it's so implausible but it is not implausible because i actually saw something like that happen and it was awesome oh it's the best this is so cool in a store everybody's speaking a different language i don't know what language it is and they're doing a thing and they're being pleasant with people, but they, they, they look a little, you know, they're talking back there and they're having a little private jokes and you don't know what they're joking about. Just like anything else. You could be hanging out with your friends and you have your little private jokes. It doesn't mean you're saying anything negatively about the people that don't speak the specific language or that are not your group of friends. You could just be having a conversation. So you can't be weirded out by it because that's what happens. Humans are social animals. We communicate. We do. We share humor with each other. And that's what we do. But we walk into the I walk into the store and there's this lovely young lady that comes in after me and she's very, very beautiful. Very, very young. Twenty four years old, I guess. I think that's what she said she was. And my cutoff is twenty eight. That's how I, I really won't kind of deal with anybody under twenty eight years old. But then I look at her and I'm thinking, you know, cutoffs I mean, 
do you really have to count? I mean, isn't it arbitrary an age? I mean, 24, 28, really, what's the difference? I mean, I, I have no shot anyway. Like I said, I, I, she was cut off at 28 anyway. You know, the simple fact that I'm not her cup of tea because <laughs> it was really my decision. <laughs> shut up. Anyway. So she's there and she's, she's a really nice lady, you know, and, you know, and she's and then the, the guys behind the counter see her and she's got and she's just that this woman was, ooh, you know what I mean? And uh, so they're like, oh, whatever the language was, I can't do an impression of it because I don't want to. It's like when you do a bad impression of somebody else's accent, you sound like a jackass. So I refuse to do it. But it was like blah, 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 blah. And. What they don't realize is just because she didn't look like she was from their specific ethnic group doesn't mean she wasn't. Because as it turns out, her dad was from that specific ethnic group and her dad spoke the language fluently. And because it was important to him and the wife, who was from another culture, it was important to him that the lady knew the culture she was from. She literally spoke English, which was her first language, the language from her father's side of the family and also the language from her mother's side of the family she was fluent in all three and one of them was the language spoken by the people behind the counter who as it turns out were talking about what they wanted to do to on and with certain body parts of hers and you could tell she was I mean it wasn't like she had to digest it was like they were like blah 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 blah, blah. and she just turned her head around with the look on her face like you mother ooh you dirty mother ooh and they looked at her and they didn't realize that she turned around because of them they probably thought she turned around because of me but it wasn't because of me because I didn't say anything to her it was because of them now obviously I had a conversation with her later to find out what happened and she turned around and she just and and, and 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 she literally she literally blasted them in that language and then turned to the customers in the store, the rest of us, and made sure she translated it what she just said for us. You blah 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 you dirty sexist bastards. How dare you talk about a lady like that? I can't believe it. And how dare you, okay, I am not a, a something that you can use for your enjoyment. I am a woman and I am not gonna be and another and we're all like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing hysterically as she hammers these jackasses. Why? Because they deserved uh, to be hammered for saying that crap. And also, I was hoping that the fact that I was enjoying and supporting her that she'd date me. But uh, that, that, that didn't happen. But I would have supported her anyway. But, it, you know, I, I, because it was really my my choice, not her choice. You know, I, I you know she did not say anything like you're cute but you're too old for me you know she did not say that um, I'm the one that said that she was too young for me you know she went, you know, you are really cute but you're a little too old for me I mean that she never said that she said you're so damn hot too bad your cutoff is 28 that's what she really said I know the people in the store might have said that she said that I'm really cute but too old for her but that they misheard that maybe she she spoke several languages maybe they didn't understand <laughs> shut up anyway so I'm laughing hysterically at her blasting these jackasses. And then I realize, wait a second. One of the guys was looking at me who was getting blasted for saying stuff about that lady's body parts and what he wanted to do to with and on them. And I'm noticing that he's looking at me angrily because I'm laughing and he's making my sandwich. And I'm not going to eat that sandwich. Why? Because I know at some point when I'm not looking, he's going to rub his balls on that sandwich because he can't do anything to her because she didn't order her food yet. But he can do something to me. And I don't want to be collateral ball rubs on the sandwich damaged. No damage. I don't want to be that. Damn it. I haven't even gone back to that store anymore. Why? Because I have a feeling that guy's one of them vindictive dudes that just took one sex, like one cut of meat from each type of thing they make a sandwich with and rubbed his balls on each one of them, wrapped them up in plastic and put them in the back so they can go when that black guy comes back the one that was laughing when that lady lit into us and humiliated us when he comes back i got my balls rubs on several different cuts of meat so when he comes back no matter what he orders he's going to get a ball rub sandwich well guess what punk i'm not coming back to your store that's right bastards 
And by the way, I was I was serious about that whole thing. I'm the one to turn her down. She definitely did not say, hey, you're cute, but you're too old for me. You know, uh, she did not say that. I said to her that she was to you. Shut up. Anyway, it was great watching those guys get humiliated and crushed when this woman turned around and blasted them. Now, I saw that same scenario in a sitcom and thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. But I saw it in real life and it was awesome. And so was that woman. Good God, I wish I was just like five years younger than I'd be dating her right now. God, I mean, maybe she was four years older. Oh, man. I wish her parents had met a little earlier then she'd be four years older and I'd, that gorgeous woman would be my woman right now and uh, yeah but that didn't happen <clears throat> I mean <laughs> anyway <clears throat> but that's not the only time something sitcommy and dumb happened that's happened on many occasions and I'm going to tell you one and this is the best oh it's it happened a couple of times and it was the greatest thing in the world you ever have someone just tailgate you, you know, just an irate idiot. And this chump was tailgating me and getting too close to the back of the car. And I didn't I couldn't speed up. I was in a residential area and I could see this guy literally closing the distance from several blocks back. I couldn't speed up to go as fast as he wanted to go. It was a kind of area where you drive 25 miles an hour. You're not going to drive any faster than that to get kids out there. You know, but he's behind the car, honk, 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 middle fingers up. Now, the the left lane was open at any point in time. He could have just whipped around me and kept going. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe he had a Tyco car set when he was a kid. Remember those electrical, those electric car? Maybe you don't because you're not old. Uh, well, well, some of you are old. Shut up. Yeah, it was like a, a plastic track with a little it had little bits of metal along the track for electrical current. And you would put the cars on the track and you had a little hand controller and you would press and as, the further down you pull the, the trigger back the faster the car would go and then the next advancement was a little button on the side where you could push it and it could switch lanes well maybe okay i don't well maybe you guys are too young for that whatever you young punks and you old people who knew what i'm talking about you know what i mean but you young people just go look up electric car tracks pause the podcast look up electrical car tracks and then come back i'll wait okay you're back see i wasn't making it up <laughs> but apparently this guy didn't want to switch lanes he just wanted to harass me and i'm like what is with this guy and i don't really get all upset that much when i'm driving not really i get annoyed but i'm not going to be cursing out the window or anything but he's got the middle finger up and he's shaking his fist and yeah, yeah my, you did all his curse words and shit behind me and i'm looking at this guy like what is with this just go around me man is what I'm thinking. I'm starting to get annoyed now because it's been three blocks now. And he's been tailgating me so close that if I really had to jam on the brakes, he was going to hit the car. And I'm going, this guy's nuts. So finally, after the fourth block, he decides, now I'm going to pass him. So we get, I get to the stop sign. And as I'm stopping my car, because I always stop at stop signs because they're not suggestions, he whips beside me to the to the to the left of my car, rolls down his window. You my you slow all sorts of curse words, the kind of curse words that you would normally save for someone that actually did something to you, someone who's done something horrible to you, uh, but not definitely not someone who was not driving fast enough. And I'm also thinking that the guy's nuts because if you follow someone in a car for four blocks with your middle finger up and shaking your fist and driving behind them. And then you pull up next to them and roll your window down. You can get shot like that because I'm not you. I'm the calm guy. And I really wasn't really worried about it because the guy looked like a punk. But what I'm saying is you don't know what the hell a guy is thinking in the other car. And he did. You dirty. You mother jumping. And and I'm about to take off again. And now it's not enough that he's going to tailgate me. Now he's going to just stomp on the gas and pull in front of me to teach me how greater driver and how much man he is because he's now going to pull in front of me which is what i wanted the jackass to do in the first place and here's the part that's wonderful oh it's the best this is so good it's just the best he steps on the gas and cuts in front of me now one of the reasons i stopped before the stop i stopped was because not only was there a stop sign there but there was also a really big gaping hole in the street. 
It's hard to see until you're right up on it. And I was already planning how to maneuver around it. But to maneuver around it, you had to go to the right because the left was treachery. The left was where the hole is. You'd have to maneuver around the right, drive around the hole, and then get back into your lane. But he was so busy looking at me and shaking his middle finger and that, that he didn't look in front of him. And it was the best thing in the world because two things happened. One, he hit the hole hard. Boom! You could hear the sound and it was great. And they go, blah, blah, blah. you could see the car blah, 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 shaking around and you could see his the fear on his face. It was great. Oh, it's just the best. And two, before he hit the hole, he never actually stopped at the stop sign and there was a police officer right there. Oh, it was the greatest thing in the world. You know how awesome that actually is? To see a guy tailgates you for four blocks middle finger cursing pulls up next to you as you're about to hit the stop sign cuts in front of you doesn't stop at the stop sign hits a hole scares the crap out of himself and then gets a ticket on top of it oh that is the best oh that's the greatest thing in the world awesome awesome and by the way, I just want to point out in the first of these three stories I'm about to tell you, the, the lady from the from the from the store, <clears throat> I was the one that turned her down. She didn't say to me that I was really, really cute, but that uh, I was too old for. Her. I'm the one that said that uh, she was too young for me. <laughs> Shut up. And the third thing, which was unbelievable, and this is this happened a long time ago. But like I said, I love when people do crap to you or crap people do crap to people and they get blasted. The third thing I wanted to say about these three things I wanted to talk about was something that happened to me, something that happened directly to me, very similar to the traffic situation. First story didn't happen to me. Second story happened to me. Third story happened to me. Girl, I was going out with love, love to the death. Young man, I was old enough to start thinking about getting married maybe a little bit too young to start thinking about getting married but it wouldn't have been out of the question had i decided to marry this woman or had she decided to marry me because i was gonna ask her i was gonna ask her to marry me i really was i really really was and i was serious and i thought she was the greatest thing since sliced bread and i thought she was awesome couldn't get enough of her couldn't get enough spend enough time with her did everything I could for I wasn't the best boyfriend in the world because I was young and stupid I wasn't the best boyfriend in the world but I wasn't a bad boyfriend I just wasn't the best boyfriend but I thought it doesn't really matter if I'm the best boyfriend I want to be the best husband I'm going to ask this woman to marry me I don't even have enough money for the ring but we're both young we got our whole lives ahead of us it doesn't matter if I have enough money for the ring right now yes I can get you a ring I can't get you an expensive ring I can't get you the ring I would get you a few years later when we're established I can't do that right now but i can i can marry you i can give my life to you i can worship you i can treat you good that's what i want to do and that's what i thought was going to happen but she thought something else she thought something else and she didn't feel the same way. Maybe she did feel the same way at one point, but it became apparent that she didn't feel the way at this point because I was just about to pop the question. I actually wrote the note and I had it mailed. I was going to mail it like this cryptic note that was kind of romantic. And then I was going to, you know, and I have to, and the love note and all the cosmos, the stars, you're the one, you're the greatest, the world, the this, that, all that flowery crap. And I was going to have it set up. So when she called me, the first thing I would say when she picked up the phone, she would say, hey, I got your note. Was this question you wanted to ask me? And then I would just bring the question on. No, the question I wanted to ask you, I want to say, will you marry me? It was going to be awesome. But no. She wasn't really willing to or interested in building a something with yours truly. No, 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 no. She didn't want to wait that long. She'd rather get it on with a married guy who already had money. Yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, no. And then when the guy real, the guy started to spend more time with her and spend more money on her, she got to be more mean to me. Didn't want to do anything with me. Blew me off. And she was still, she was still getting it on with me. I mean, <laughs> IMS. But that's a different story. 
But she had, he had the money and I did not have the money. He had money. I did not. And she really thought that this rich guy that was getting it on with her on the side, betraying the wife and four kids that he had with the wife, this nice lady, he thought that she was, he was just going to drop her and start building a new life with her. So she just tossed me away like a sack of grits, threw my punk ass away, drop kicked my ass like it was like fourth down, boom, punted my punk ass out the back of the end zone. That's right. And we kind of had similar circles. I didn't see her all the time. I didn't see him all the time, but I knew who he was. And I knew who his wife was. And it was kind of an open secret. Maybe his wife knew. I don't know. But I do know one thing. He was with my girl. Or who was a my girl. And every once in a while, I'd see be walking around and I'd see the BMW that I know he drove and I'd see her driving it sometimes and sometimes I'd see her in driving it with him and my punk ass was not driving a BMW <laughs> and on occasion my punk ass was a riding on the bus <laughs> you know And you figured that that would be enough. I mean, you already tossed me out. But one day, and I tried to avoid her. I, I didn't want to see her. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, come on, man. You know, you just drop. You mean like, really? And just, you ever been broke up with in such a mean way? It's like, you liked me once. He's <laughs> like, is it? Can you like scrape up a little bit of that like from back in the day? You know, like, like when you finish a bunch of pudding cups and you throw them in the trash can. If you were to go back into the trash can, there's still a little bit of pudding in each one of the cups. You know, if, if technically, if you wanted to, you know, if, even like say you eat a bunch of pudding cups and you lay them on the table. Don't say say not not the trash can. Let's get the trash can out of it. You eat out of the pudding cups. You put the pudding cups on the table and say you're a greedy slob and you eat six of them. If you really think about it, if you really think about it, I really want, wish there was more pudding cup. You could actually scrape those six pudding cups and put it down and you have a little teeny bit of pudding left. Maybe one spoonful of pudding left from the six pudding cups that you just ate. Maybe a half a spoonful, but there'd be something there. You could scrape a little of that, right? At least you'd get to taste the one last taste of pudding. And I was hoping she'd have one last. She could take those those months or years we were together and scrape up a little bit of that part of each year where she liked. There's, there's a little residual of like, right? Scrape some of that up and use that when you dump my punk ass. You know, I don't have money like this guy. You wanted to be exciting. You could have scraped up a little like before when you dumped my punk ass, but she did not do that. She was real harsh with it. Maybe at some time in the future, I'll be a little more specific about how harsh she was with the dumping. I'm not going to do that. Let's just say, imagine the worst way you've ever been dumped in your life. Go Go to the math board, put a put a put a two up to the top right of that number because it's to the second power. That's how harsh I was dumped. And normally I don't want bad things to happen to people. Normally I don't wish for retribution. Normally I don't go, I hope something bad happens to you too. Normally I'm not that way. But there was a little part of me that wanted something bad to happen to her punk ass. I gotta be I gotta be honest. And you never guess. Ran into her. And I've heard the story. The only reason he wanted her was, yes, she was an attractive woman. But because I was the boyfriend, I, young me at the time, was doing all the hard work of the day-to-day -day relationship. All he had to do was show up and enjoy her delicious body and then buy her a couple of things which didn't really matter to him because he had so much money. These punk-ass trinkets he was buying her was like nothing. Didn't matter. I did all the, the grunt work. You can call it grunt work. I shouldn't say grunt work, but I did all the day-to-day -day stuff. I was there when bad things happened. I was there when you when she was sick. I was there for all of that. He wasn't there for that. He was there when she was well and all dolled up. All he saw was her dolled up. And then when I wasn't there to do all the heavy lifting of the day-to-day -day relationship, he realized now this dumb bastard who stuck in and, uh, and overwhelmed some young punk like I was at the time with his money and his trips and all of that crap and his little trinkets. Now he didn't have a wife and family and some lady he jumped up on the side because he wanted a little extra candy on the side. He wanted a little extra slice of cake. He wanted another scoop of ice cream on the side. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Now, with me out of the question, with me out of the way, with me having moved on, he now had 
two wives and he didn't want two wives. Oh, no. If you're having a seven-course meal at home, you may love the meal, but you want a little dessert on the side. You want a little sweet taste of something at the end of dinner. You want that because it's delicious and it's a little decadent treat. I had all this healthy meal. Nobody's looking. I'm going to have a slice of this pie with some pudding, a slice of this pie with some ice cream. I'm going to have this milkshake. Nobody needs to know. But... When the boyfriend's gone or the other guy's gone and now you have to deal with the day-to-day problems and the phone calls and I need this and I need that and how come you don't spend time with me when you got to deal with that all of a sudden it's the equivalent of having a seven course meal and then going off to the side. No, you don't get to have cake. No, you ain't having ice cream. No, you're not having pie on the side. Now you get that decadent delicious dessert of Brussels sprouts steamed brussels sprouts because when the side lady starts demanding stuff she's not chocolate cake and ice cream anymore she's not a pudding anymore she's not that decadent dessert anymore she's brussels sprouts because now she's a huge a pain in the ass and that's what happened She was this delicious slice of cake off to the side. And now that she was demanding of him what she had demanded of me. Oh, no. And eventually she came up with that plate of Brussels sprouts and he slapped that plate right on the floor. Now, I don't mean he hit her. What I meant by that was he abruptly cut off the relationship. Like, listen, I just wanted to jump on top of you because you look good and buy you a couple of punk ass trinkets. I didn't want to have another wife. I got a wife already. When I'm going to tell your wife, my wife knows I nail ladies on the side. She doesn't give a crap as long as I don't bring a disease or a baby back. She really doesn't care because 90 percent of the time I'm on top of her and she has these kids that are ours and she likes her lifestyle. She don't give a crap. She knows I'm there. She doesn't know who the person is, but she knows I'm nailing somebody. So now she can't even blackmail the guy. She can't even give the guy a hard time. She can't hurt this guy because his wife knew he was nailing ladies on the side. Like I said, as long as he didn't bring a baby or a disease back, she was cool with it. She just he just she just wanted it off to the side. (laughs) And then she tried to come back to me. (laughs) But I had already moved on to somebody else. And then she's begging and crying. I'm so sorry when I when I did. Hi, hi. Oh, you're not taking me back because you're being vindictive. No, I'm not taking you back because I've moved on to another relationship with someone who wouldn't do what you did. It's a part of you that's enjoying this. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. There's a little part of me that's enjoying it. I know that I'm supposed to be a really great person and act like I've moved on and I'm not enjoying the fact that you got what you deserve. No, I'm loving this shit. Uh, this is McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. You're damn right. I'm loving it. But I'm not gonna rub it into your face. Well, I just did just now, but I'm not gonna rub it into your face anymore. <laughs> now, granted. The guy who drove into the dam, into the dam, uh, to the hole and got pulled over by a police officer. That gratification happened immediately. The lady that was at the place and turned around and blasted those dudes. You know, the lady I'm talking about, the lady that I, I had to turn down because she was too young for me because it was obviously my choice. Definitely not her saying that I was really cute, but I'm too old for her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but that one took like a year and a half. I had almost forgotten about her. It took me three months to get over the relationship. It took me another three months to be ready to go out with somebody else. I found somebody else and I started dating another lady. We're not together anymore, but we're still cool. Meaning the lady that I, the next lady that I was going out with. We're still friends. We broke up and we broke up and we became friends because, you know, neither one of us nailed a rich person on the side. And, all, you know, we didn't do that. And there was a part of me that loved every second of it. There was a part of me that was like, ah, ha, 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 that's what you get, punk. But now after the time has passed of years and years and years have passed and I think about that moment, the mature, you, know, you become more mature. You know what I mean? You don't sit there and just laugh and laugh at uh, somebody that went through something like that. You know, now I just tell the, tell the story now just because I think it's an interesting story to tell. You know, uh, let me hold on. I'm going to have to pause this podcast for a moment. <laughs> I know it's been 10 years, but it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I am so glad that she got what she deserved. <laughs> oh, God. 
oh, I don't want my podcast audience to know that I'm so sh- that I'm so mean that I'm actually enjoying this something that happened a long time ago. <laughs> I was the best. Oh God. Oh, oh this is just the best thing in the world. Oh, oh, it was so great when she came to my house begging like a punk. Oh my God, I want to have sex right now because he's nothing like you were. And I'm like, ah, that's what you get. I told you, you think you're gonna find somebody that gets it on better than me? You must be crazy, begging like a punk. <laughs> oh God, he took all his gifts back. <laughs> it was the best. Oh God. Oh, oh, then she started crying. <laughs> It was the best thing in the world. Oh God! Oh, oh God! Oh, it was so funny. Oh, that! Oh man, the humiliation on her part was just the greatest thing in the world. Oh God! Oh, it was so it was, it was just like, I mean, I've had desserts in fine restaurants that d- didn't taste as good as watching her cry as she left when I told her to get the hell out because I don't have feelings for her anymore. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I just had to get it off my chest. I have a. Ah, uh, just let me start recording again. And like I said, folks, you know, you have to be more mature about these things and not rub it into a person's face. I'm just basically letting you know these stories because I, you know, as a as a podcaster, I thought that they'd be interesting to you. Um, you know, I'm not like it's not like I'm reliving them all the time and, you know, thinking about how great it was. You know, that's some lady that did be wrong, got done even wronger. I mean, you know, that's that's immature and stupid. I'm beyond that, as you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, memories. Segment over. Okay, folks. People have been asking me a question. Sometimes people ask me a question in, per- in person, and sometimes people will email me questions. And one of the things that always crack me up is uh, just to to, to 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 touch to touch the subject is I was watching a a uh, cable news program, and one of the guys who was Caucasian was arguing. Why about why black people can say the N word and why he can't. And I sat there and I looked at the gentleman. And I thought, why are you fighting for the right to say the N word? Is there something going on where you feel left out? Is there something is there? Are you telling us right now that you want to say this word so bad and you're just waiting for permission when, quite frankly, if you ever if you ever hear someone on cable news go, well, how come white guys can't say the N word? Please know that they are saying the N word. They're just not saying it in front of people. OK, they're saying it. What you should say is, how come I can't say it in public? That's what you're asking, because, you know, you're saying it in private. And that's one of the weirdest things I have I've ever I've never heard, because I was like, why? Why are you actually fighting for the right to say that word to people? Mainly because if you really think about it, nothing good's going to come of it. There's nothing good that's going to come of you saying that, you know, there, I mean, there's no there's no positive aspect of it. I mean, there's I mean, does this do, do, I have to often wonder that these people really think that. It's one of those situations where you have a 50-50 split on what could happen. You can either get your ass viciously whipped or you could get a check for a million dollars. And one, only one of those two things are going to happen. And you're sitting there thinking, well, I'll risk an ass whipping for a million dollar check. I do it. Like you'd walk down the street and see a large group of huge black guys and you'd walk up to them. Hey, you guys right there. Yeah, what's up, man? You were a bunch of niggers. Excuse me? What did, what did you just say? Ah, you, you right there. You're the biggest guy. Come here. You want to say that again? Yes. You're a nigger. Oh, well, I got something for you right here, man. And it's a check for a million dollars. Congratulations. <laughs> I know what you were thinking. You were probably thinking me my than I and my friend, my large group of African-American friends were all about a foot taller than you are. You probably thought we were going to swarm on you and beat you mercilessly, didn't you? Well, I was, I was kind of thinking that might happen. Well, no, what most people don't realize, what most people don't realize on cable news and the uh, Caucasian uh, public uh, uh, public at large don't realize that. Roughly 1% of us have been designated to walk around with a check for a million dollars. And we're waiting for 
a person such as yourself to be brave enough to walk up to us, use the N word in a derogatory way. And quite frankly, if it's the N word, it doesn't need to be used in a derogatory way because it's a very destructive word that's that's attached to lynchings and murderers, murderers, murders and things of that nature. Um, but but they don't realize that there's a chance that there's a group of us who are just going to give you a check for a million dollars. Now, how do you spell your name? I have to actually sign this check over to you. Okay, fantastic. Congratulations. Hope the next group of black guys you walk up to and say the N-word to don't kick the shit out of you. Okay, all right, you take care of yourself. Now, congratulations, my friend. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Most likely what's going to happen is if you walk up to me and do something like that, and I've had a guy walk up to me and say there, and I just looked at him like, really? And actually, in one of my podcasts, I talked about something that happened similar to that. And I don't remember which one it was. Just go all listen to all my stuff and you'll find it. Damn it. But I'm not going to punch a guy in the face. I'm just going to feel sorry for the bastard and go about my business. But other people will punch you in the mouth. Other people will beat the crap out of you. I just feel bad for you because you're a chump. Unless you get really aggressive with it and you're, you know, and in which case I would probably attempt to whip your ass more so because you're being really aggressive, not necessarily the word. But but the thing is, I never. Why are you fighting for the option of saying that? If you really think about it, like I said, nothing good comes from saying that at all. Let let alone to somebody. Let alone in public in front of a group of people. Nothing good comes from it. It's like fighting for the right to be in a car accident. How come that guy gets to be in a car accident? I don't want to be in a car accident. Doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't fight for the right to be in a car accident. No, you wouldn't fight for that. So why are you fighting for this? The best way that I can think of, you know, let me let me stop for a second. Um, yeah, the best way I can think of uh, 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 of the of the N word or any specific racial epithet or racial slur, because I, like I said, I've, I've seen people, I've had people say it to me and, and, and about me and all that kind of stuff. And I told the story before about a guy that I knew that. Um, well, he was he was bartending one night late, and he was he wasn't a friend of mine, but somebody that seemed he, he seemed pretty cool. Mexican guy walks in, buys beer, and usually when you buy beer at a bar after hours or closer to the ending time, when you buy a case, you 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 know you, you obviously you pay more for the case so the person can make a profit. But what you do is it's customary, and maybe this guy didn't know it was customary to tip the dude that sold it to you. That's just you know this just happens. It's customary to do that, and he did not know that or was cheap. I don't know. But it doesn't really matter either way, because when he left, the guy who was the bartender who sold him the alcohol used the racial epithet for people who are Latino or Mexican. He used it. And I'm sitting there going, well, what? He's like, well, if you called him a cheap bastard, that would make sense. Or if you said, well, I can't believe you did. That's but it had nothing to do with his ethnicity. And you didn't have to say that. And when I heard him use that word, I knew that the word he used for that guy it's the same as very similar to the word he would use for me. And it just made me think this guy is probably saying something similar to that about me or would say something like that about me if he was upset. And it changed the way I felt about the dude. Back to what I was talking about before. Now, the, the safest way to think about the use of words of that nature, no, no matter what the ethnicity is, whether it be someone who's uh, African-American, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, whatever it is, just think in terms of. Say the word is like a food that you are allergic to. That's the best way to do it. Think about it as a food that you specifically are allergic to. You know, because if you really think about it in, those, in that context, you'll think in terms of, say for the sake of argument, you're at a table when you're with a bunch of friends, you know, and they're eating seafood and they're loving it. And it's the best seafood they ever had in their life. And they're having a the time of their life. And they're reaching across the table, putting crab legs in each other's mouth. You got to taste this shrimp. And they're handing shrimp back and forth. Ah, oh, this shrimp is great. They're high-fiving each other. Ah, oh, this is the best shrimp in the world. Ha-ha, it's awesome. It's incredible. It's the greatest. And you're sitting, on the, you're sitting at the table with them. And they're all enjoying that shrimp and having a great time. Now, you can still have a great time with them and not eat the shrimp. But in this instance, it's they're all using the N-word amongst themselves and you aren't using the n-word think about the n-word as a food that you're allergic to doesn't matter if somebody else is eating it doesn't matter if somebody's having a great time with it doesn't matter if somebody's sharing it back and forth you can't eat it so in this so think about that right 
You wouldn't go, wait a second, how come they can eat seafood? I know my body is telling me I can't eat seafood, and every time I eat seafood, my lips swell up and my throat closes, but damn it, they're having fun using seafood, eating that seafood, and even though I'm allergic to eat seafood, I want some of that seafood. And then you eat the seafood, and your lips swell up and your throat closes, which is very similar to what would happen if you walked up to the wrong person and used one of these epithets. Now, that seems ridiculous, doesn't it, to sit there and be upset because they're eating seafood and you know you're allergic to it? No, what you would do is go, I just have to accept the fact that these people are not allergic to seafood and I'm allergic to seafood. I'm going to have my steak. I'm going to sit at the table with them. They're going to have their seafood and have a great time, but I'm still having a great time with them. I can still enjoy the meal with them. I just can't eat what they're eating. And it's okay. So that's the best way to think about it. You have to think about these words as a food that you are allergic to. It doesn't matter what somebody else does. And that's the thing that I, that's the thing I was just wanted to tell people, you know, because I couldn't understand why this guy was fighting so hard <laughs> for the right to say that. It didn't make any sense. But then it kind of did make sense. Because like I said in the beginning, you know, people that are fighting that hard to say it in public are saying it in private. And much like a person that hangs certain types of flags over the houses or wears certain T-shirts or does certain things, they basically are just telling you who they are as people. And when I see people like that, I treat them, people that believe that way and people that act that way and people that treat people that way and people that want to fight. I treat those people as a food that I'm allergic to. And I let them stay over there. I don't ingest them at all. (laughs) Segment over. Well, folks, it is another episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very, very much for listening to me. Much love to you. There's been a lot of new people coming along, man. And uh, I want to say more than anything else, I appreciate it, man. I I see the new people coming on. Uh, I see a lot of new people coming along in Great Britain and Canada. Obviously, the United States is growing. And Australia and everything. I just want to. I just want to say thank you very, very much for listening. I'm glad you enjoy it. I appreciate the kind words and the retweets and the email and all that kind of stuff. It really does mean a lot to me. So I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that are new, uh, please follow me on Twitter at at s anthony thomas. Follow the podcast Twitter on at s anthony says. Um, the email is the s anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. Um, and if you have other podcasts you want to listen to, of course, you can listen to this podcast and subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, damn it. You can do that on iTunes. You can do it on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, um, Pocket Cast, whatever the podcatcher you're interested in. You can put me in it and I'll be there in your phone where you need me, damn it. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you sick bastards coming along and listening to this crap. Much love to you. And I will see you next week. And you know what I say when the show's over? You know what I say? You know what I say? Say it with me, everybody. All of you. There's a lot of you out there. Say it with me. S. Anthony. Out. here.